And we're back. And it's only been five months? Uh, yes. Well, this is the Chips and Bits podcast, and with me as always is my beautiful wife, Matthew Anderson. Hello. And uh, first, we should probably talk about why you delayed the podcast for so long. Or not. Yeah, we should definitely talk about it. Why don't we talk about how you've already tapped next to the microphone? Already? Yep. Like that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of a nervous habit. That's true. Okay, so I'm glad we talked about that. So let's talk about why you finally played Heavy Rain. and uh, Maybe we could save that for the Heavy Rain podcast. Yeah, why don't we do that? That's a good idea. But anyway, there was a reason, and you'll find out if you stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to find out just how much of an asshole Kenny is. I am not an asshole. I mean, I think it'll be questionable who the asshole is in this situation. Just like in Heavy Rain. Yes, good. Uh, should we just do the Heavy Rain podcast now and save Diablo 3 for later? Uh, sure, why not? Hey, that, I mean, since it's fresh in your head. Yep. Alright, so we were going to do Diablo 3, but now we're just going straight into Heavy Rain. Yep. So... I gave Matt Anderson Heavy Rain two years ago and told him to, to play this and it promised me he would play it all yeah, the way you, through. You told me, uh, play this game. Um, it's really it's slow in the beginning. I, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really slow in the beginning, but I think you'll like it. Yes. And, I, mm-hmm. and uh, as, as all things do, you hope that your friend would take that seriously enough so that they would actually attempt to play it uh, within... A reasonable time frame. Yes. But that didn't happen, did it, Matt? Uh, everything except the reasonable time frame. Right. You, t- you did play it. Uh, and I did take it seriously. And you did take it seriously. So yes. thank you for that. But the reasonable time frame was out the window. So it the was. reason we haven't podcasted for uh, five months yep. is because Matt just wouldn't beat Heavy Rain. And I made an ultimatum. Yes, you decided to initiate a stalemate. I did. I said that to Matt. I said, until you beat Heavy Rain, I will not podcast about other games. Right. And so, Matt, as of two nights ago? Yep. Finally beat Heavy Rain, and here we are back again. Yep. Just like Bilbo Baggins. That's, that's correct. Yes. So, Matt! How are you? Happy uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, by the way. Hey, thanks. Uh, I don't know. Why is... Can you explain to normal uh, Americans, God-fearing, uh, country-loving Americans, why, why you stole Thanksgiving from us? Uh, we didn't. Okay, well then explain what your Thanksgiving is. Uh, it's a day of giving thanks. For it... Just... That's it? Yeah, un- unlike the American Thanksgiving, it's not... Uh, a holiday that marks, you know, pilgrims and, and slaughtering of Indians. Uh, it's uh, it's around the, the end of the harvest, I believe. Yeah, because British people sh- didn't go into Canada and slaughter Indians. <laughs> I didn't say they didn't. I just said we didn't have a, a holiday to mark the occasion. Well, that's Columbus Day, technically, in America. Right. Yeah. But you did steal Thanksgiving from us, as a Yeah, you know, it had a different name. I actually believe it was a, a French name. If I'm, if I'm Maple, not... Maple Day. 
No, it, it, it's it's some. It was hockey day initially, but then, you know, the NHL went on strike, and now it's Thanksgiving. Wow, that's just pour salt on the wound. Yeah, so we did technically steal the name, I think, because I it, it wasn't originally you. called. Thanksgiving. I'm interrupting you because you won't let me finish this promise. Uh, what promise? That if a professional NHL hockey team comes to Seattle, I will buy season tickets and go to every game with you. Good. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, I would love to. Okay, so. uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Way to not slaughter Indians, at least the French version of you. Way to trade with them, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I feel like uh, that was a slur against my country, which provides you a nice place to live and an income... And shame on you. And an internet connection. And an internet connection. That works some half-acidly. Half-acidly. So, heavy rain. Yes, heavy rain. Uh, So I like this game a lot. I really, really like this game. Uh, They call it interactive fiction, which I think is really important, because they don't... They don't really mean it so much as like a traditional video game. It's 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 like it uses the control scheme, but it doesn't. It's not really. It's more. It's really story driven. It's like, um, well, I guess. But it ends up being like any game where you just push a sequence of buttons to go through things, or Resident Evil Nine, Six, or whatever it is. Yes. Um, so I, I mean, I haven't played it for two years, but I still remember most of the story parts. Uh, and for the first, I want to see, you're right, I think it's about seven, eight hours, eight hours probably, maybe six. It's, it's quite a while. It's like maybe six, eight, eight is pushing it, but like six hours, it's pretty fucking boring. And almost like humorous, like comically bad voice acting and really stupid, uh, like you brush your teeth and put your child to bed. I, I, I. In their defense, I think they were just trying to set up mood. Because all of that stuff is really slow-moving, but it's also very somber. Like, it's very sad, everything that happens. That's true. Um, There is the fight sequence that you get into with Scott, um, the detective, and the uh, hooker's, I don't know, one of her clients. An aggressive client. And that's pretty fast-paced. But to me, the game really didn't, like, start to become something interesting until I was driving headlong into traffic. Like, yeah. So there's it a was, sequence uh, in the was... game where... Uh, <clears throat> uh, this one's going to be kind of hard to really tell because you have to know the story to talk about. But well, We're going to assume everyone's played Heavy Rain. Or at least... Well, it's, we don't assume anything on this podcast. Let alone anyone would beat Heavy Rain. Right. In an allotted time frame. Um, that's quite a feat. Yeah. Um, there's a sequence where you're in a car and you're, you, uh, you get a note from a serial killer. The game's about pretty much finding out who a serial killer is, yep. and, uh, who kills children and f- their parents. Um, and you get a note from the serial killer that gives you tasks. And one of the tasks is to drive f- like headlong into traffic and just drive straight forward and so you're going I don't know why this, you keep saying headlong instead of head, head on. Head on. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I do that. Oncoming traffic. You have right. to drive into oncoming traffic. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. I was wrong. I was using the wrong word. You're welcome. Proceed. Head on into traffic, and uh, it's pretty Apply intense. directly to the forehead. It's, it's, uh, 
it's pretty fun. Like it's just, it was just really intense. It was really crazy. It's a crazy idea to have someone do that. And it was kind of unexpected after a really slow paced, like first quarter of the game. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed that sequence and that's kind of where I got turned around on the game. Um, and then another sequence I really liked was when uh, one of the other characters actually has a, a nightmare where she gets killed by like these infiltrators, infiltrators into her uh, apartment. I thought that was pretty creepy too and pretty well done. Yep. Um, the best sequences are always the dad getting tasked by the serial killer because those are always just messed up. They are just messed up. And they get subsequently more insane as they go. Yep. So, Matt. Yes, wh Kenny. What did you think about the game? Uh, well, I had a really weird experience with this game, obviously. Um, not just because of the, the, the length of time that, that took place between the time that you gave it to me and the time I actually played it. but um, Which was long. Yeah. <laughs> but so when I first started playing it, you know, when you originally gave me the game, I played it for about the first four or five hours. So I didn't hit the, the you know, the six to seven hour mark where all of a sudden the pace kind of jumps and, and the game kind of finally kicks into gear. And it was just about the most boring five hours of gameplay I, I've ever played. <laughs> it's not it's not the most exciting. It's just about the most boring. Um, <laughs> I'd have a hard time trying to think of another game that's as boring as that for the first for that length of time. Yeah. Well you haven't played Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I knew that I had to play it again, I I, I had to start over. So that was going to be painful enough, knowing that I had to push through this, you know, five hours again. But what I wanted to happen was I wanted the game to be horrible so that I could play this game after all this time. And we could do this podcast and I could be like, Kenny, you're the worst friend ever and you have horrible recommendations and this game is just horrible and boring the whole time and just it's trash. That's because you've been on this tangent of trying to make my recommendations horrible or claiming things are recommendations. So that's what I wanted to happen. Right. Now, the opposite of that would have been if it turned into some amazing game um, that just was completely awesome. And I felt like, geez, Kenny, thank you so much for, for making me play this game. Because you're right, I did have to push through that beginning part. And in the end, wow, what a turnaround. Um, and that also would have been okay. Like I would have been okay with that too. But I was really hoping for it to be shitty. Uh, instead, in my opinion, what I got was something worse than that <laughs> what i got was wait so instead of two extremes instead of two extremes what i got was not anything in the middle either i got something that i wasn't expecting and what i wasn't expecting was for it to have about you know a hundred different directions of amazing potential uh barely any of which were capitalized on in my opinion right which i disagree with which you seem to disagree with me on, but it's just like, yeah, it went back and forth. Um, that part of the, the, the main driver of, of the story is that you have these four different characters that you're flipping between. And at first, what I thought they were going to use that for was for pushing specific arcs of the story. You know, you've got the dad, you've got the detective, um, who's a, he's a private eye, so he doesn't have to kind of follow the rules of, of the police. Then you've got the FBI guy who is kind of bound by, you know, the rules of the law. He's got to follow the book. And then you've got some photojournalist 
who, let's not even discuss her yet. She's way too important in the story, but she's in there. Now, what I thought was going to happen is as they switch between these different characters, there'd be different kind of types of gameplay and then also different views that they had on the story that would be really compelling and would drive you forward. Now, those things are there kind of lingering under the surface, but they all shared uh, the gameplay types too. So there were, there were plenty of sequences in a row where you did much more investigating with the dad than you ever did with any either of the cops and much more puzzle solving with the photojournalist than you did with the dad and vice versa. And so it's like this thing started to happen where every time it would switch between characters and they do this really annoying thing where they show this huge close up of the, of the person's face and like, Hey, to their credit, it looks really good. It looks good, but it's so dumb. Like you're just, they're looking around. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. I didn't mind that. I thought it was an okay. I didn't think it was like terrible. It's better than just a loading icon with like a background. After a while, I don't, I don't agree with you. I would have just rather seen a loading icon. Whatever. But anyways, the, the main crux of my point is that as I would see those faces, I think that was a really good opportunity for me to be like, oh, sweet. I'm going to be doing some detective work. You know? And then you'd get to... But that's not, the, that's not the game was made. The premise of the game was that it was a story. It wasn't that it was different types of mini-games. Right. But I'm saying that's how it kind of got set up in the beginning. You learn no, these different wasn't. people. It was just trying to set things up. Like It was just trying to give you uh, an idea of what these people are up to. Like, sure. what's boring and normal to these people, essentially. Right. I know what they were trying to do. I'm telling you, this is the first of many so things. So you can't, they... like, harp on a game for a theoretical game. You can only talk about the experience, like, what you enjoyed. and what you Like, you can't be like, well... I wish it was Grand Theft Auto 6, but it wasn't because there was a cop in it and I wish I could have chased the burglar down in a car chase sequence, you know? Like, what? Okay, fine, fine. So, moving on. The next thing on my list here. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you're terrible. Okay, so it's interactive fiction, right? Let's roll with that. Okay. Let's not even call this a game. Let's just call it interactive fiction. Yes. Okay. So in this interactive fiction, there's a story, right? Which, Wait, I never thought how apropos it was. A- apropos. Apropos. Ap- aper- apertif? Finish. To uh, talk about heavy rain on Canadian Thanksgiving. Why? Because it's made by a Canadian company. Is it really? Yeah, it's a French-Canadian company. That's why they have all those French-Canadian accents. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Your own people. Well, that's a good segue into what I wanted to talk about next. Yes. Their voice acting. The voice acting. Listen, I, th- I can't defend this. I can't counterpoint this. The voice yeah. acting in the game is not good. There are occasional moments of clarity. And I thought Scott was at least the best out of all of them. But the, it's just not. The kids are especially terrible. Dude, the, the, the moment of clarity in this game is the 15 lines from a store clerk in a five-minute interaction. <laughs> Mind you, is a completely cliché you know, half Indian, just completely stereotypical yeah. accent. The voice but acting least, isn't good. But at least the, you know, cadence and the way he delivers the lines is realistic and believable, right. and it sounded interesting. But they were French Canadians trying to, de- to deliver lines in English American accents. It's the worst excuse to give to... They really, they really the- should have hired professional voice actors that were uh, from the region. No, no, they had to. To, to make this game what they wanted it to be, which, again, it's interactive fiction. Yeah. For me to follow along and be engaged in a story, I can't be 
laughing or rolling my eyes every 30 seconds because of either the delivery or the choice of dialogue that you put into the story. Jason! Sean! Jason! So one of the worst parts in the game is, again, within this first four-hour block of just complete nonsense boring, but um, you lose your son in the shopping mall. Jason! not even talk about how you're just the worst dad in the world as to how you lost him. You just, you just refused to search for that dollar bill to give to the clown faster so that you could get your kid a balloon. Like, literally, your kid is wandering off into the crowd, and you're so concerned and stressed out about getting, paying the clown a dollar for the balloon that you keep looking back and just letting him go further. Like, anyways, so this happens. You lose your kid in the mall, and then you got to go find him. And... You only have one action that you can press as you're wandering like a buffoon through this crowd of just millions of people in the mall, by the way. Which was well rendered. Like, it was nicely rendered. So you can press X, and when you press X, you call out to your kid. Jason! And he, exactly, to Kenny's, <laughs> Kenny's little example there, there is literally one voice track. That's pretty bad. I thought, towards the end, though, it didn't, like, I thought it got better as time went on. Like, it... Maybe, maybe just because they were involved in more fantastical things that required less dialogue, uh, but I thought it. But I, it stopped bothering me after a while. No, the the first time you you uh, you wake up in the middle of the road and your other now your other son, you, you're not sure where he is, and you start running and calling out his name. Yeah, he does that. Sean, Sean, <laughs> and it's exactly the same voice as at the very end when you find your kid and you're running for running through the warehouse and you're going, Sean, Sean. That being said, though, guys, it is optional. You do not have to push that button. You don't have to push it. And you, and you shouldn't because it, <laughs> it game, they should have just removed that option. So that he would be mute and just wandering around like in a daze. Yeah. Like that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, ugh. but again, it is optional and it like everything, pretty much almost every action you do not have to take in this game. That's true. But I do have to listen to all the characters tell the story, and they are just the worst. They are pretty bad, yeah. The but I, I felt like as it got along, it just stopped bothering me. I don't know why. Never stopped bothering me. Yeah. Well, you're pickier than I am about things. It, it was just everything. Maybe it's just I play Japanese RPGs, so like really corny dialogue is just like I'm so immune to it at this point that it just is like bounces off me. I, I just thought they, it's funny because they tried as hard as they did to make it seem good. You know, it's like they have the fucking the FBI voice actor, guy. Not the game. The game was good. They, they, they have the FBI guy who's from, comes from DC, you know, yeah. they don't get any backstory, but I assume he's supposed to be maybe from Boston based on the way he talks. Yeah. And you know, his name's Norman Jaden. And so every time they, he mentions his name, it's like, ha, Norman Jaden. It's like, dude, just get over yourself. You don't sound like you know, that that accent does not sound realistic. It would have been better if you just talked like your normal self. Hey, by the way, quick interruption. Headlong also means in a rush and with reckless haste. So it was still an accurate word. Right. So maybe you owe me an apology. No. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm glad we got that over with. <clears throat> so what else do we have here? here? Here's another thing about interactive fiction that I guess I don't like. Matt, I think you're going through this game... Uh, Really quickly. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's like a it's like a headlong podcast. For fuck's sake. <laughs> so some <laughs> be in a room 
And Wait, okay, so let's talk about cool shit, because we're not talking about cool shit. Like, let's talk about the time when you're put in a room with a bunch of different materials that can use to cut or hurt yourself, and the task that you're given by the serial killer is to cut off one of your fingers with yep. whatever's in the given room. That yep. was awesome. It was gross. It was gross, but it was grossly awesome. I wouldn't call it awesome. It was slightly... The way they delivered it was a little bit cliche. Well, it was just really disturbing. It was like, this guy's, like fucked up like you have to go and like go through a bunch of stuff and there's ways that you could do it that you can actually kill yourself in that sequence and end the entire character arc of this guy and there's ways that you can do it where you actually like are okay and you did it right you actually cauterized the wound i didn't oh wow did you bleed to death no i didn't bleed to death but i was pretty close oh, wow. i was not in good shape by the end of the game but he lived Huh. Yeah, every I character did. I can die. Another like, really oh, fascinating piece go. about this fiction is that every character can die and it can actually change your experience. And you and I actually did have different experiences because you can get caught by the police and I wasn't caught by the I was caught by the police and you weren't, for example. Yeah, um, I never got caught. Yeah, and that I mean that's a completely different setup. And I, I had to escape from the police station and it was a really little kind of interesting sequence. Um and then there's, uh, I like, oh man, when you're tasked with drinking the poison or killing the man, like I thought those were interesting problems. Like it was, it was sequentially more and more fucked up. Or the doctor, the surgeon who was going to kill you and hit, like cut off your, like cut, dissect your body. That yeah, was the, really the, creepy. Okay. And do you love the power plant? You thought that was really cool. I thought the power plant was great, but I think that's a good example of why I... You know, so the reason why I thought the power plant was great and why things like the cutting off your finger and the drinking the poison were very interesting ideas but poor, poorly executed was because of how they brought the situation upon you. Like, in the power plant, the pain that you have to endure, first of all, is not expected. Uh, it's also long and drawn out. Like, you have to crawl across broken glass in vents in order to get to another piece of information about your kid. You have to climb slowly, too, or you can die. You have to not, You have to climb slowly so you don't cut yourself. And then also, each time you get to a split in the vent, you have to kind of, like, uh, follow the, the, the wind pattern using a match t- to try and discover which way you're supposed to go. And so you can, you can always go the wrong way. So there was the unexpectedness. There was the, the drawn-out pain. There was, I don't know where I'm going to go. And there was this sense of urgency that I have to pick the right direction because I, I can't afford both the time... Um, uh, again, like I, I can't, I have to find my, my son quickly. And then also I can't climb over too much glass cause I'll cut myself and then I'll end up dying. So there's like this really good built in sense of urgency in that particular level. Um, and then that was only the halfway point. Then you get to another section and you can choose to leave and like, okay, this is too much for me. You know, my son's just going to have to die and you can actually kind of like abandon that, that task, or you can do yet another long drawn out painful thing of crawling through these electrical arcing power grids and trying to like, you know, get to the other side. So I thought that that scene was really well done because you actually felt like you were in that, in his mind at that point in time and the decisions you were making seemed legitimate. The ones where, you know, like you cut off your finger, that one was, was much better than the poison one. The poison one was so dumb. It was like, you come to a house there's a table directly in front of you. You have to walk slowly because you're super injured at this point in time. So I was having flashbacks of fucking uh, senior citizen Altair. Um, and you kind of like hobble up to the table and it's like, okay, drink the poison and you're going to die, but we'll tell you where your son is. And there's nothing else for you to do in the room. 
right? There's nothing else. All you could do is decide, do I drink the poison or do I not? And then I picked to drink the poison. I assume you did too, because why wouldn't you? Uh, uh, I didn't drink the poison. Didn't? Nope. Jesus, dude, what's wrong with you? What do you mean, what's wrong with me? Father, are you? Uh, well, I found the place with other investigations, so I just went to the place. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. I needed the last characters in this particular case, so, okay. So th there's a little... Oh, hey, look, there's a really cool part of this game that you didn't know about that you can do that. Sure, but you know what? I had to talk to you to find out about it. Well, that's why these games are made. They're not made to be solitary pieces. They're meant to be discussed. Um, yeah, so you just, I just felt like, you know, awesome. So you and I get to discuss, for example, which tool we use to cut off our finger. I think I used the saw. Yeah, I used the, uh, the little hatchet thing. Yeah, the saw wasn't a good idea. Not. I would have, I don't know why you... <laughs> Like, you know, you walk into this warehouse, you, you like pick, you break up, you break two little clown jars or I can't remember, dragon jars or something on the ground to, to find a key. You walk into a room and it's like, cut off your finger. It's like, really? Like, okay. There's just, there was so many opportunities. It was a serial killer. It was like, this is was, it was the ritual of a serial killer. That's like, like, I don't understand what you could have wanted. Did you want like an actual dragon to appear and then you sword fight it and then ride it to find the enemy? I wanted them to actually build both the fear, the pressure, all the anticipation. I was totally, like, it, it, I, clearly this is just about, per, I mean, this is very subjective because it's fiction. Like, it's a story, so how you are, where you are, and what you are when you experience this is really important. Because I thought that sequence was horrifying. Like, I was like, that is terrible. Like, this poor guy. And you're like, this guy's fucking accent sucks. And I hate this. And this well, is stupid. And I'm I, Matt Anderson. Brr, brr, brr. Look at me. Brr, brr, brr. I'm so smart with my stupid, stupid face. When you actually cut off your finger, the screaming is hilarious. I don't even remember it. It's hilarious. Oh. Well, I don't remember it being hilarious. It made me laugh. It's that bad. <laughs> well, I, again, by that point, I was too into what was going on and figuring out who the killer was. What did you think of the conclusion? But see, you're not giving me enough credit there. This is this is well into the point. No, I actually give you zero credit. Right. This is this is well into the point of the game where I was wanting this to be very good. I was giving it all of the benefit of the doubt in every situation, and I was really, I I was championing it at this point. I was like, okay, this it is picking up just like Kenny said. This is going to turn into something amazing, and instead they just built up all these different little balls of, of potential, and then you know just kind of like dribbled out over the next little. While. I was like, well. God, I, I want it to be so much better than this. And it, and it could have been, which is the sad part. They were very close on so many things. I thought it was really good. Um, what did you think about the end, though? What, like, the uh, resolution? Uh, it was weird. I mean, did you think it... You thought it was Scott. You thought, But he was number two on your list. Yeah, it was Lauren, and then I thought it was Scott after that. So they did a pretty good job of, of, of red herrings. Uh, no, not really. I okay. mean, there's a point in the game where the, the, they, they throw Ethan under the bus, and it's like they dedicated a lot of the story to that, and, and, and you knew it wasn't going to be him yeah. from the beginning. Right, but I mean, they, you know, they, it's just a hint of doubt. No, I mean, they, they overcommitted. They way overcommitted on Ethan in, in, in that. Um, and, uh, you know, then they've got the bad cop, you know, when they throw in there and it's blatant that he's not going to be the one. And, you know, it's just, they, they had a whole bunch of things in there where it's like, I used my powers of deductive reasoning to be like, okay, well, who's it going to be? It can't be that person. So I'm, 
even though it didn't make any sense, I was only left with two choices. And one of the ones that I had in my mind ended up being the right choice. It, it was the killer. So um, then I was like, okay, well, how are they going to actually tie this into the story? And then they don't. <laughs> it's like they have all of this story and supporting background and documentation and all these character builds ups and arcs and experiences that you've gone through. And then, oh, just this guy's the killer. Isn't that weird? You're like, no, they're, they're trying to find out who the killer was. I know. It was but just it's... like a mystery. You liked the fucking killing. The killing. The show that did more red herrings than anything, and you can't find it in your heart to just, like, go with it? Like, come on, give me a break. Like, give me a break. You're like, you like the show that threw one of, the, like, 7,000 red herrings almost every episode for different people that didn't really end up relating to the killer. You can't pull the same thing. You're going to have the same complaint. you got to have the same complaint for that show as you would for this. Nope. Okay, well, that's fair. I guess that's a good argument, and I'll just silent my, silence myself and go bang my head on the door. Well, let's, I mean, dude, let's, let's weigh the pros and the cons here. I mean, you've got about as, as many hours uh, across two seasons in a story and a char- and character development in The Killing, the TV show, as you do in this game. It's near almost about the same. Yeah. Now, at both, you know, the, the, the fake end of the first season, wow, we're, we're spoiling The Killing now, too. Well, The uh, Killing is pretty bad, so it doesn't really matter. Don't watch it. Killing's pretty awesome. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. The, the Killing had tons of potential, but yeah, then yeah. it totally blew it. <laughs> so at the end of the second season... Uh, you know, I had no idea who it was going to be. Okay, I, this is, I'm not going to talk about the killing on this podcast. So, had, we got to end, actually. We're at the end of this thing. Heavy Rain, really good game. You should play it. It's really interesting. It clearly so, sparks some ideas. Come on, let's be, let's be, let's be real here. No, I am being real. Okay. I'm I'll, as real as rappers in the 80s, man. Real too, then. Okay, Heavy Rain. You have to dedicate five hours of your life to a painful, boring, tedious experience to get through the introduction. Yes. You'll also have to put up with some of the worst voice acting you've ever experienced in a game. Uh, it depends on which games you've played. Uh, any good ones. Again, depends on which games you've played. Okay. There's also some questionable dialogue in the game. Like dialogues where you ask questions? No. Like lines that they chose and the things like the repeating Jason and the repeating Sean and sure. which are optional. <sighs> Just don't hit the buttons. But don't hit the buttons. You, 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 you at least won't have that part of the experience ruined. Yeah. Um, there's also some questionable pacing in the very game. questionable pacing. Where That's they go fair. Forth between some of the most, uh, intense sequences of crazy button mashing and like actually, you know, kind of amp you up and get you really excited for what's coming next and then you're snooping through someone's apartment and there's only two doors to look in. You're like, wow, that was that was really a letdown there. But didn't bother me as much as it bothered Matt. Well, like, everything about this game apparently didn't bother me as much as it bothered Matt. <laughs> uh, there's also... Sorry, I just felt the name. <laughs> if you pay close attention to the story, um, there aren't too many different ways that the story can go okay hurry up we gotta go we're almost done we're way over time doesn't matter dude i'm selling this hard i'm, uh, I'm letting the, the, the people know exactly what they're getting into if they decide to play this game i have the record button i will just end this don't do it okay you have 10 seconds okay, i'm gonna make two more points and then i'm done Ugh. 
you exhaust okay. me. So if you if you're following the story closely, uh, I like to Kenny's point. Three quarters of the way through the game, I had an idea as to the two people that I thought it probably would be, and it ended up being right. Now, in a game that's you know all about the story that has oh I don't know twelve different people that it could possibly be, for me to be pretty certain about who it is, that's not that's not showing too strong of a of a character arc and story in my opinion. And then my last point is that the the way that they handled the illusion of choice, not very good in my opinion. Um, no matter which choices you pick, there are certain things that they're, that they're going to have to drive forward, and I kind of just wish yeah, that... Yeah, except that's not very true, because things can happen that just ha- didn't happen to happen with you. That's fine. And so we can talk about how cute it is that you got arrested by the cops and I didn't. And you or had... we can talk about how none of our characters died, but every char- main character can die in the game. Every single one. Very early in the game. Yes. That's great. But you're still going to get to the same point in the end. Well, you're going to have a completely different experience, however... You're going to have a slightly different experience. In fact, your pacing, if you killed off Scott, the reporter, and the cop, your pacing would be pretty straightforward there. (laughs) And you're cutting out. Can you actually kill off Scott, is what I said. Uh, Yes, you can. How? He he can't drown in the car. Yep, he can. No. He can't. I can look up the chapters where Scott can die. If you look it up, he can die. Many, many places. He can also, I think he can get killed by that guy who busts into the door with the hooker. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. That, that, I, I can't even imagine how much more weird that would have made the game. In right. a good way, I wouldn't think. It takes a lot, I think. I think you pretty much have to miss everything. Anyway, so, Heavy Rain. It's a good game. You should play it. It's really interesting. It's interesting interactive fiction. It's not a good game. It's a good game. You should, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's interesting. I will tell you one thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. The are, seriously, I am exhausted by this podcast right now. Exhausted. Well, serves you right, Kenny. I'm exhausted from having to have played Heavy Rain. So. <laughs> Touche. I will tell you that all things aside, um, here's how uh, interesting and and good the potential that I saw in this game is. I am actually interested in seeing whatever these guys come up with next. Uh, there's trailers for it. It actually has uh, Ellen Page as the main character. It looks interesting. Oh, that's them. Yep, that's them. So, what do you know? They actually hired an actress. <laughs> I think they learned their lesson. <laughs> so, you know, hey, you know, all, all the credit to them that, you know, after all of that pain and suffering and, and, and uncapitalized potential i you know I, I hope i really wanted them to do a really good job and i will i think i would play their next game and just cross my fingers that some of the things that i really hated about this game uh have been addressed because there was tons of potential there and i think it could lead to a very very good game and that's all i've got to say about that game. okay that's it for the chips and bits podcast i am your host kenny myers and with me as always my love slave matt anderson and it was uh, good to podcast with you again, sir. It was okay. I feel lukewarm. Yeah? Yeah, I feel lukewarm. Well, but I still love you, Matt. You're a good guy. And you treat me treat me well. We're going to do the next one in person, right? Uh, I hope so. I mean, if you don't fuck it up. Well, give, give the listeners a little something to look forward to. Yeah, boy. <laughs> something really. I'm looking forward to it too, Matt. <laughs> uh, and on that note bombshell stupid thing your face Jason. By, <laughs> by heavy rain